0: Hello, and welcome back to Peeling It Back, a podcast from The Daily Orange, where we dive into the latest culture news at Syracuse University. I'm Jordan Green, and I talked with Ola Detun Idolu, a graduate of the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University who started Sisters in Media in the hopes of giving young women of color an opportunity to be immersed in media and contribute to that creative environment. Her expertise is in marketing, strategic communications, research, and publicity with a focus in television and film. Idolu is currently the Entertainment Partner Manager at Twitter and lives in New York City. So, thank you so much, Ola, for speaking with Peeling It Back and The Daily Orange today. We're really excited to sit down with you and get to know more about your story and how you got to where you are today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Can you start off by telling us a bit about yourself?
1: So, yeah, my name is Ola and I am from New York, originally from um, Far Rockaway, Queens, but right now I reside in Brooklyn. I'm obviously on this call because I have some connection to Newhouse, to Syracuse University. I graduated 2014 um, with m- uh, my bachelor's in uh, PR and I did a minor in political science. After leaving Newhouse, I was very adamant on getting a career that is entertainment focused. So I got my first job at NBC Universal in the marketing department. I was specifically at USA Network for a few years. Um, I did it and I was like, uh, I don't really like the content here, but I like the work that I'm doing with the film part partnership. So then I moved on to publicity, which is where I could use my PR degree. Um, and so I went over to search like pictures, which is at the time as a subset over, um, 20th century Fox, which is now owned by Disney, um, which was a really cool gig. I was able to work directly with some filmmakers, like really A-list filmmakers and talent and actors um, and writers. And I did that for a few years and then transitioned um, out into tech. And right now I'm currently at Twitter and I'm on the Entertainment Partnerships team here. Um, but uh, before joining Twitter and while I was at a uh, at Fox, there was something in me that just really wanted to start something of my own because I care deeply about the experience of Black and Brown women in um, our industry. So I decided to start Sisters in Media, which is a organization focused on uplifting Black and Brown women in the industry. Um, and so what I do with Sisters in Media is I kind of use it as a tool to provide for um, career development, you know, ideas, um, networking, events. And these events are really, the purpose is really to create uh, a space where these young women can connect with executive women that are in the industry. It's a way for us to be able to um, open up doors of like career opportunities, internship opportunities. Um, and it's been something that I've been doing ever since 20, 2016. So it's been great. It's been a huge blessing for me.
0: That's amazing. And I think nowadays you're seeing a lot of people, you know, build their own companies and startups. And I think it's just really inspiring. So it's very amazing to hear the work that you've done with that. Um, how do you think that Sisters in Media has grown since you started it in 2016?
1: well it's grown significantly when i started the organization it was literally just me and friends and as you know and you'll know this when you graduate most of your friends will become your college friends like your true friends are your college friends and so all of my best friends are in the industry at the time i just took friends and put them in a space and we had brunch um and that happened in 2016 it was like 15 of us and and in 2020 we have over 400 subscribers our instagram is is growing and we've had events filled with 400 people um we've partnered with facebook we've partnered with twitter i mean partnered with twitter before i even started working here we partnered with any networks and the first partnership was with twitter i mean with was with syracuse i would never forget i met dean brennan unfortunately she passed like two years ago or um, and she was the Dean of Newhouse at the time that I was still at Syracuse. And I, when I graduated, I went to a conference called NABJ, stands for National Association of Black Journalists. And I went to that conference for work. We had the cast of The Birth of a Nation and the cast of Hidden Figures um, going to NABJ. And so I was there for work, but I knew I was gonna see Dean Burnham. And so when I saw her, I was like, okay i gotta pitch this as a media because i have no money no funding no like i need i need someone to help me and they're the only ones that i can like ask like who else am i gonna ask and so i saw dean Burnham and i gave her my elevator pitch and she said okay just email me i emailed her she actually responded and then she funded sisters in media's first event and it was um in partnership with syracuse university the fisher center which is in new york city um so that's You know, since then, it's just been really a blessing, like the way that we've just developed and and really partnered with really big companies that are doing some incredible innovative work in the media space. Since then, it's just been really a blessing, like the way that we've just developed and, and, and really partnered with really big companies that are doing some incredible innovative work in the media space
0: wow, that is truly remarkable. And it just goes to show like what a single connection can do. And especially in this industry, I think, you know, everyone knows someone and is willing to help someone. And it just, it shows that power. And I think that's amazing.
1: I think I learned that at Newhouse. I think when I was at Newhouse, I learned that it's good to be smart. Obviously it's good to work hard, but what I've learned truly is networking and how that can help you uh grow and go into places that you you know you probably never imagined it's just like it, who you know is really helpful um in good ways and in bad ways like because then you start understanding that nepotism is real and is like wait people who are undeserving of some of the opportunities they get just because they're daughters or sons of like executives but then it helps in your benefit sometimes because it's like well just because you graduated from Newhouse, someone is giving you a shot and giving you an interview because they went to Newhouse as well. Um, so it's, it's definitely a learning curve, and all of you are gonna have to know that as you graduate and um, go into the real workforce.
0: Yeah, and besides networking, like how would you say your time at Syracuse and in Newhouse prepared you for the real world?
1: Oh, I like that question. Um, I think that it prepared me for this, is this is an honest truth, it's gonna hit you, but it prepared me for how not diverse the industry is I would go to it's crazy at Syracuse I felt like as sometimes I was at a HBCU because all of my my social groups were like all people of color um black you know Latinx and then when I would walk into Newhouse and I would sit down at any of my classes um it was it was probably me or one other person that were like the only black kids that was in the class. And I remember Newhouse just not being as diverse as I'd liked it to be. Um, but I remember Newhouse making a lot of initiative into changing that, um, especially with hiring Dean Branham. So when you graduate and when I when I graduated and I started at NBC, once again, it was not diverse. I didn't see any executives that were black or brown or even women um and I remember that's the that was the catalyst for me to start Sisters in Media because I was like, "Oh man, like I feel like if I had, you know, an executive that was like a black woman you know, maybe she would have like mold me and, and like prepare me for like, and that is not saying that you need someone that identifies in the same categories as you do for them to like mold you in your career. It could have been a man could have molded me, a, a white woman could have, anybody can mold you. Um, but I, at the time was just like, Oh, I really want like a black woman. Cause she'll understand when I say like someone is bothering me about my hair or, you know, someone, or maybe I come to work and I want to talk about the BET awards, but none of my coworkers have seen the BET awards. Um Um, So, like, that is just the familiarity that, you know, people crave just when it comes to human connection. And that's why I was looking for a Black mentor. Um, And I couldn't find that at USA because nobody there, you know, would fit that description. Um, And that was the same case at, you know, Newhouse. And so I think that it wasn't a shock to me going into, you know, the career force because I experienced that at Newhouse. And I knew that... um, it was going to take a while for me to start seeing changes in the industry in terms of diversity, um, and you slowly start to see it. and And um, unfortunately, but fortunately, things like what happened in 2020 with George Floyd, it really pushed um, it pushed a lot of companies and a lot of brands to take diversity and inclusion seriously and actually make actionable items to to create a space that is more inclusive. So. Um, I'm starting to see a lot of changes. I believe I don't know what n b c looks like now or what you know Fox looks like now, but i I know and I believe that all of these companies and brands are making the change that they need to make.
0: I could not agree more. I think it's honestly upsetting that it's taken this long for these conversations to happen um but it's I think there is progress being made. There's more change to be enacted so My fingers are crossed and I I think it's people like you and people, you know, that see that and have those experiences that are really helping to make that difference that our industry needs.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I also, um, I think Newhouse prepared me in, in other ways as well. Like Newhouse, I like, I just learned about like the importance of connection and network. It's crazy, like I'm supposed to say like, like, actual skills like I learned how to write a press release but like honestly I don't use press releases in my in my everyday life so that's fine but I like learned so much about connecting the docs about strategy and that's helpful in your career like I mean like you know we did so many group projects at new house and that was helpful because in the real world you're still going to have to do group projects even though you're you're connect- you know at the time at new house there was one project that i had to do with girls i didn't even talk to in my class it was just like okay random groups but that's good cuz that puts you that takes you out of your comfort zone that allows you to understand someone else's perspective a little bit more and and understand you know why they they want to go this way with this project or um, I learned how to fight for myself. I would never forget, I took one knee house class and the, I killed, like, I, let me tell you, I thought I killed that presentation. I was like, yep boom, A, like, I'm like, and I got my grade back and it was not an A, it was like a C, I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not a cocky person, but I am confident that I killed this, what didn't you see that I didn't see? And I like, fought with this professor and she changed my grade so you know there are a lot of learning lessons in being in college and being in new house and and just being around an atmosphere that is um very institutionalized very you know hyper active in terms of like you know education and learning and I've, I've learned a lot from house, and I'm sure you will too Jordan once you get out you're gonna be like oh like this professor prepared me for this or this interaction with this other student that I disagree with prepare and I'm I'm telling you disagreements like or even things that you enjoyed and loved like all of that is gonna prepare you for the real world
0: yeah and I think too it's like you know you go to college expecting like you said the classes and the skills to be the main things that you take away but I also, I think what you said, it's like the small things that really make a difference. And you don't realize until you're in the real world and you're like, wait, having that one conversation with that professor outside of class that I ran into in the hallway is actually what's gonna help me.
1: It is so true. I mean, and here's another fun fact. Our professors at Newhouse, they're also connected. Like, and they, they know people that are at the jobs that you really want to work at. And I think that's another thing. Like, and I, I remember being at Newhouse and um, I'm a PR student at the time and all of the guests, like they would bring guest speakers. All the guests were like health PR, um, you know, this, uh, business PR, like boring stuff to me and I was just like well what about entertainment PR like how come we can't bring a guest speaker in for that so because they didn't bring one I brought one I did my research I was like oh there's a guy who works at 20th Century Fox who's in the PR department and he's a VP and he graduated Newhouse let's bring him I emailed this man randomly I said hey can you come to Newhouse and just talk to us and he came like and so that is just and I learned about initiative at Newhouse. I mean, I'm going to even I'm going to even share more. I graduated high school. I got into Syracuse, had not gotten a good financial package from Syracuse. But I was like, "Well, I'm not going to any other school. I'm going to Syracuse. So Syracuse has to give me money cuz I don't have money." And so I went to the financial aid office. They told me there was nothing they could do. I was still in high school. I said, "Okay." I came back the next day. I did the same spiel, but to another financial advisor. And she was just like, we'll, well, we'll move things around. Like a few weeks later, I get a new package and now I can go to Syracuse, like initiative. Like all of that I learned in high school and college. And you'll still bring that into your career in, in your real world, like initiative in your friendships and in, in relationships, initiative in your career and trying to get a promotion. Cause that my love. <laughs> That is gonna be hard, you know, and it takes zeal, it takes persistence, consistency, hard work and and determination. And and you'll be able to, you know, get there, especially because you've done it at Newhouse, you've done it at college.
0: Yeah, and so kind of backtracking, did you always know that you wanted to go to Syracuse?
1: No, honestly, I wanted to go to Columbia. (laughs) And I got rejected, so no. Um, and when I got rejected, I was like, okay, um, Syracuse is another school that I really want to go to. I had the, a man named Jonathan Hoyster at the time. He was a recruiter. He came to my high school and he just sold the sh** out of Newhouse and he also sold me on the study abroad program. And I said, Ooh, that sounds fun. like. <laughs> and so he sold it to me and then I was like, okay, let me apply. Um, And I got in, but I didn't get into Newhouse, but I didn't apply to Newhouse. And then I realized, like, when I started at Arts and Science my freshman year, I was like, whoa, they have a program that's focused on media and communications. I got to get into that. And so sophomore, freshman year, I got, like, amazing grades and um, was able to transfer to Newhouse, which it it really, like, honestly, it worked out. Like, because I... I absolutely adore Syracuse. I absolutely adore Newhouse and I'm still friends. It's been 10 years um, and I'm still friends with the people I've met, you know, in college.
0: It's funny that you said that because I was the same way. I didn't even know Newhouse existed. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I ended up transferring and it's like, like you said, everything just works out.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially because it's like, I wanted to go to Columbia because it was a rigorous school you know, program. It's a great school to IV. Like I want to go to the best. And I didn't get in. And so when I'm at Syracuse and I find out about Newhouse and learning that Newhouse was the best, I was like, okay, I need to get into Newhouse because I want to be a part of a legacy that is like dynamic. And I, I think that Newhouse has that.
0: Yeah. And I think like we talked about before with, you know, the extensive networking and just, you know, the willingness of Newhouse alumni and people that, connected with the school to help you in some way just goes to show that so we've talked a lot about like why you founded sisters in media and your experience at syracuse has there been someone who's been a really big mentor in your life that has gotten you to all these places
1: that's a really good question some people ask me that a lot and i do have like mentors but i have several like my sister is my mentor even though she's not in the same field as I am, um, my friend from uh, me and her went to um, work at Twitter at the same time, but I met her before coming to Twitter. Her name is E. Luke, and she was like my mentor. I got really close to someone that I went to college with. She's just a year above me. She was also a Newhouse grad. Um, her name is Sade. She became a mentor. She's currently now at Forbes. So, like, there's little people like, is not like one consistent person who's like an executive, this VP that like... So growing... I remember I wanted my mentor to be a woman named Connie Orlando. Connie Orlando is a Syracuse University grad. Look her up after this. This woman is a hot shot. She is a boss. She is a boss. And she um, basically leads all of the programming um, at BT she's friends with every celebrity I promise you like she knows everyone Usher Beyonce like she's friends with everyone um so she like leads the awards for the BET awards she handles all of the programming like she's really big deal and I was just like oh man I want her to be my mentor and I tried to force a relationship with her but it was hard because she's she's super busy um and then over time you'll learn and you'll learn this like a mentor isn't like a forced relationship. It's just a natural friendship that grows into someone who's trying to mold you into being the best version of you. And that could be someone that's a colleague. It really does not have to be someone who is has 20, 30 years of experience over you and is the head of a company or CEO of a company. It doesn't have to look like that. Your mentor can be someone that is your age or honestly it could be someone younger than you. Wisdom is wisdom and I'll take it from whoever that has it. Um and I've learned that over time and and that's why like my mentors are they're like honestly colleagues. They're my age. It's not like they're any much older than me um or have much more experience than me. They just give me great advice and When I tell them I have a passion about something, I want this, I really want to grow this in my career, I really want a promotion, what's your advice? They're there. So, um, yeah, I would have to say my mentor are, are really my colleagues, my friends.
0: I love that. And also, it's like what they say, you know, sometimes your friends and the people around you know you better than you know yourself. So also going back to Sisters in Media, was there a moment when you were like, um when you were like, oh, like, I really see myself making a difference?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, yes. Okay, I would never forget this day. It was actually this time is around this time in 2020. So two years, two years ago, I remember I was in Texas for a Twitter conference, it's called One Team, it was a big conference. And at the time I was on the events team at Twitter. So I was doing so much back and forth and I was super busy and I was starting to get overwhelmed and I needed a break and I was starting to feel like a little frustrated with work and I had a little moment. And when I was having my moment, I just was on my phone and I got a DM from someone. And it was a young woman, and she was just like, hey, I just want to let you know, just want to say thank you for Sisters in Media. Um, You know, you created, uh, you did this MBA event that I attended, and I went to the event, and I met someone, and now I work at Disney. Um, I met a Disney executive at your event, and now I got hired to do work at Disney. And I started crying. (laughs) I just started crying because I was like, oh, my God, so... You're telling me, God, that the work that I'm doing is actually having an impact on someone's life? Like, they're actually working now? That just made me so happy. Like, I don't need, I do need money. Um, But that is way more rewarding. I'm not saying that just to to be cheesy. It's the truth. That email is more rewarding than a check for, like, I don't know, $1,000 here for doing this event. I I really do feel like that's more rewarding because it's telling me that I'm having an impact.
0: Yeah, and it's like, at least I, like one of my mottos in life is, you know, like if you can impact one person and then they can impact one person and then it just like sparks this chain reaction.
1: I think most people are like, how can I have the biggest impact? And we think um, in quantity um, and not in quality. and, And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I feel defeated if I do an event with Sisters in Media and the room is not packed. I'm like, oh, there's only 30 people here, but those 30 people will receive what they're supposed to receive. And that is good. Um, whereas like when I have an event and there's 400 people, I'm like, okay, this was a successful event. But nobody got hired from that event, even though 400 people came. But from that event that you did 30 people, one person got hired. So it's quality. And um, that's when I felt like, oh my God, I could. I think I'm doing something that's like having like an actual impact and it feels so
0: good. Those moments that just make you feel like you're really making a difference. And so I know that you also talked about working at Twitter. So First of all, what is your role there and what do you like currently do? And then also, how do you manage your time at Twitter and then also balance it with the sisters in media and, you know, your life in general and taking care of yourself, because it's a hard industry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and self-care is super important to me these days. So yeah, so I am the, I'm an entertainment partner manager at Twitter, and what that role entails is, and it's a new role for me, Um, like I said, I was in events before, and in the last four months or three months, I've been doing this role. My job is to sell content um, on our platform. So if my partner is MTV, and they're getting ready for the VMAs, my job is to ask MTV for like VMA clips and highlights, sell them on our content um, to advertisers and make money from that. So um, it's a lot of partnerships. It's a lot of working with our sales team. um, And yeah, it's a revenue based role. So my job is obviously relationships because you wanna make sure you have good relationships with your partners and your TV and and film partners, um, but also really revenue and making sure that we're growing the business. Um, and I also, at Twitter, am the event chair for Blackbirds, and Blackbirds is our Black um, employee resource group, um, and it's for Black employees and allies, and I handle all of our events for that. And then your other question was, uh, how do I balance? Well, um, believe it or not, like, having uh, COVID has allowed for me to easily do this, because. No one and no one works for 20, like for the eight hours that you're working, it's not every minute of those eight hours you're working. So it's been really honestly easy to balance Sisters in Media and Twitter um, at this role, especially because of the climate of working from home. But with self-care, that is definitely important for me. Over the last two years, I've taken a more serious approach to therapy, I've taken a more serious approach with my faith and with like my Bible reading and praying. I've taken a more serious approach to like just health and wellness overall. Like I was good at going at the gym, but it's been, it's been difficult these last six months. So I'm not even gonna bring that up. Um, but I've been cooking, you know, and I, I have been trying my best to like make sure that I'm taking care of myself and making sure that I'm having peace of mind. So definitely, and I would encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast to to prioritize you as well, because if you're not healthy, then I don't think you can produce healthy work.
0: I was just going to say the exact same thing. It's like, it's like they tell you, you can't take care of anyone else unless you take care of yourself first. Um, and then, so jumping forward to most recently, um, you were just named and recognized as a member of the Forbes 30 under 30 2022 media list. Um, Congratulations. So what was your reaction when you first found out about this?
1: So I didn't know. I assumed I applied, but I didn't think I was going to get it because I hadn't heard back from the Forbes team. And I assumed that if you got it, they would have let you know, like, hey, just so you know, congratulations, we're going to announce that you're in this blah, blah, blah didn't get any of that. So I didn't think I was going to make it. I wake up and um, <laughs> I'm talking to my sister. Um, and I'm just like talking, you know, out of my butt, like just complaining about somebody, I think. I'm like, yeah, this person did this. Blah, 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 complaining. And I go on my phone and I was just like, what is this email? I had an email, excuse my language again, I'm a curse, but the email said, Less, oh, you deserve it. And it had a link. And I was just like, who's this? And what, what are they talking about? I clicked the link and it, it showed me the Forbes article. I yelled. I was like, ah. <laughs> I yelled so loud. I got on my knees. I prayed. I said, thank you, God. I don't deserve this, because I really don't think I do. Um, but I just started crying. And I called my dad. I called my mom. I called my sisters. I called everyone that's my family. and. Um, it was so, it was such an amazing experience. It was just, it felt so good. I honestly wish I could go back and relive that moment because it feels like someone is saying like, you're doing, you're doing what you're supposed to doing. Keep, keep doing it. It was someone, it's like someone saying, I see you, your work is being acknowledged and we want to just say, keep it up. And that felt like a million dollar check. It felt so good.
0: Yeah. It's like that, like the email that you received, you know, it's yeah. The small things.
1: Yeah. When I got that email, I was like, wait, what? Me? I could forward it to you as proof. Like it said, let's and go. You deserve it. And I said, who is it? It wasn't even an email from Forbes. It was an email from a, a friend. And then I went to check my email. Um, It was my sister's media email that someone said LSF and go. And then I went to my personal email and it was an email from Forbes saying congratulations. And I just was like, what? This is the best news ever.
0: What was the process of applying to be part of the list?
1: So the way it works is um, the first thing is you... Um, you apply online. Um, so I applied, it was an easy application. It literally just was like, tell us about yourself and why you deserve to be on this list and your age, cause you needed to be under 30. Um, and I put all my details, so it was super easy application. And then I, um, I actually created a document because I knew I wanted to get some of my mentors and colleagues to refer me. So I created a doc with like, all my information, and I asked some colleagues who was who were former Forbes um, recipients, and I said, "Hey guys, if you don't mind, if you can, you know, refer me for this process. Um, if you don't want to, I just absolutely don't need to, but I'd love to get your recommendation." And that was it. And you know, two of my colleagues who were on Forbes before um, they referred me, but you know, I didn't I didn't know that that was gonna mean anything and the application was around August. Um and then I got one email in September saying, Hey, can you fill out this detailed application? And so it was Forbes asking for more information. So in my head I'm like, I think I made it past the first round. Um and so I filled that information out and it was like detailed stuff. Like, who's your dream mentor? Like, you know, what is the worst advice you've ever gotten? What's the best advice you've ever gotten? And so I filled that out and nothing after September not not a peep and so that's why I was like okay I guess I didn't get it October comes November comes December 1st I get an email saying congratulations you're on the Forbes list um so yeah it wasn't a crazy process but I know that I definitely put work into it I even created a video like I wanted the video to be like uh, my story beyond Sisters in Media but really who I am and, and how I grew up um And so, yeah, it was, um, it was great. It was, it was honestly like one of the best achievements. I I told myself in 2020, like I only have one year to get on this list because um, now I'm 29. So this is it, this is my only shot. Like it was like, aim out, you only got one shot. (laughs) And so I was like, I have to make this shot count. So I did everything I could to make sure that my application looked spotless and um you know because my my organization is not like it's it's we're not millionaires like we're not making tons of money um and so i knew like it wouldn't be based on revenue that would get me on this list it would just be based on the social impact and what i'm doing and so yeah um that was the process and you know thankfully for me it really worked out
0: i'm very glad everything worked out and that all this amazing work is recognized and, you know, I think I think there's only great and better and amazing opportunities ahead and I'm really excited to see what those are. So, kind of on that note, what are your hopes for sisters in media and also yourself in the future?
1: My hopes. Um my hope is for sisters in media to have more of a global impact, you know. I want us to be able to reach Um, women who are in the industry in London, Nigeria, South Africa, India, other media, really strong media um, countries. And, you know, I want us to have more of an impact when it comes to hiring and diversity and inclusion in a company. Um, My hopes for myself is to honestly, like I wrote this in my, my journal, like I'd love to just grow deeper in my faith and my walk, but I also would really love to you know, have a great impact at Twitter. I don't know what doing what, but like if it's in this entertainment role, like I love to like really grow our revenue and our business by so much that I don't believe it. Um, And I'd love to like kind of like take some time to like enjoy like my life, like, you know, like maybe just travel. Yeah, like I I really, like I'm a little bummed that I didn't get to go to um, Africa this this Christmas but I love to like just travel somewhere for a while, like relax and not do work and just like be at peace and it just it just enjoy some time for fun and nothing else. Um so that's what I would like for fun. <laughs> it's nothing that crazy. It's really just like I just wanna like travel, have fun, eat a lot of food, um, and sleep for as many hours as I can. <laughs> Hopefully I can do that, Um, you know, this summer or, you know, my birthday is coming up in April. So maybe I can do it around my birthday. But I'd love to like this year be like, wow, I really like was able to have some self-care moments.
0: Yeah. And like we said, taking care of yourself is so important and just like a way to refresh. And I, I know for me, I think that's when, you know, my best ideas come about.
1: Mm hmm. Well rested. Yeah. Like I feel like people go to the beach, have a great time. They're on vacation and this idea pops up like that's what happened with Lin-Manuel Miranda. He went on vacation after doing one play. I think it was like something. No, no, it wasn't that. But he was he did a play. It was good. Um, And he went on vacation with his wife and he said he was sitting down and his wife was reading a book about Alexander Hamilton and she was he said oh like tell me about this book and he, she told him about the book and he said boom i got an idea and now he's one of the biggest like or you know producers like he create like that came from vacation like so i think when you're still and stillness comes a lot of you know growth and stillness comes a lot of ideas um and so i'm learning i really struggle with that i actually have a tattoo that says be still I really struggle with that. So I'm one, I really want to learn this year how to be still and to like, let things come to me. Cause I am like, my personality is like, go, go, go. Oh, they don't have this. Let's do it. Like (laughs) you can tell like, oh, I didn't get into new house. I didn't, okay, let me go to a financial advisor. Oh, like, like I just love to like, i be on the move. Like, let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. Um, But I think that there is so much value in having stillness. Not every time, but there's a season for stillness and there's a season for like go. And I want to be able to master the season of stillness because like, that's actually quite hard for me. Even though it's just, it seems easy, just relax, just chill. But that's actually difficult for me. Like, um, so I want to learn that this year.
0: Yeah, sitting down is hard, especially in an industry that's you know constantly changing and growing. And yeah, it's like you're not on your phone for one second, and suddenly like the world's falling apart. Like
1: exactly, and like in the back of your mind, like I don't want to be that person in the back of my mind thinking about, oh, I should really do this thing for sisters in media or for Twitter or for this or for that. Like. I want to, if I'm going to go into vacation mode, I need my brain to be in vacation mode too. Yeah.
0: So when you're running Sisters in Media, uh, like how much of it is you versus the rest of your team? So
1: um, a lot of it is me. And then I have my, my um, sister who helps with everything creatively. Um, she does all the designs. Um, she handles all of our graphics. um, And then I handle all of the partnerships. We do have some volunteers that help us with social, um, but I kind of oversee everything and, you know, like, yes, I like this idea. No, I don't like this idea. Um, So, but I love, like, I love, love, love receiving input and advice from anyone who's interested in contributing to Sisters in Media. I'm definitely an open air and I'm not like the kind of person who needs everything to be my idea. Definitely not me. I'm open to ideas, I'm open to volunteers, um, and I'm open to new, you know, new perspectives on how we can really elevate the organization.
0: And then has there been a favorite event that you've put on?
1: Yes, um, my favorite event, I have two. We did an event with Facebook and Bumble in 2019. And that's the event that had like 400 people. We had a great, great speaker. And because it was so many people, we divided the room into three groups for breakout sessions. If you were interested in entrepreneurship, you were gonna go there. If you were interested in creative work, you would go there. Like it was so well done. We had a lot of food, we had a lot of swag. Best event that we did. And then we did another event during COVID last year. Well, now 2020, um, with the link, (laughs) I keep saying that, like in 2020, at the end of 2020, we did a partnership with LinkedIn. And that was so great because it was virtual, but we had, um, we really was, we purposely made the, set up the event so that people who were um, attending, had an opportunity to meet with recruiters and to meet with executives at LinkedIn. We even had like mock interviews so that a HR representative could be like, okay, you did a good job here when you talked about this, but when you talk about your personal life, make sure that you keep it short. You don't want to get too sentimental in this interview. Like it was great. It was great feedback. And we did have someone attend that event and get hired at LinkedIn. Um, so those are my two most memorable events, my LinkedIn partnership and uh, my event with Facebook.
0: Wow. I would have loved to be there.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it, it it takes a while. Like right now we're working on one event and it's still the date is still TBD. Like pulling these events are not easy, like because there's a lot of logistics, there's a lot of approval process with the partners. Um, So we are working on something, we just haven't announced it yet. And we haven't solidified the date. But once we do, I will make sure that you find out it's probably going to be virtual with Omicron and everything happening. Um, But definitely we'll let you know so that you can be able to attend.
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. And I'm sure a lot of people listening would love to be there as well. And then I have to know, how did you come up with the name? <laughs>
1: I laughed out loud because I think my sister will love this question. It was me, my sister, and my two best friends from Syracuse in the living room, and I said, "Guys, I want to start an organization. What should I call it? Should I should I be called like Black Women in Media? Should it, like it, it was just I just kept coming up with basic names, and my sister goes, "It should be called Sisters in Media," and I said, "Okay." And then, <laughs> And that was it, and so she takes credit of a lot because she's like, I came up with the name. So like, if you become a millionaire, like, you have to give me my cut. <laughs> but yeah, so she came up with the name, and I like it because sisters, everybody's a you know like it's inclusive to everyone who identifies as a sister. Like, and if you're in media, you're involved. Like, and honestly, we are welcoming to men. We have had men come to our events before very few, but men have come and, um, you know, we're open to everyone. Uh, and yeah, I I love the name and it still to me feels like very much about the work that we do. We are women, we are sisters in the industry trying to do some great work, have an impact and, um, growing in, in everything that we do.
0: Yeah. And we, like, we talked a lot about, you know, the evolving, um, aspects of the industry, and you know, young journalists and people in media coming in and really wanting to make that impact. So, do you have any advice for people listening on what they can do to help make a difference?
1: Um, advice my advice to people listening would be to okay, if my advice for someone who is looking to get into the field is just be consistent. Um, it is so tough, sometimes you're gonna get a lot of no's. Everyone gets news. Um, but my advice would be to be consistent in your pursuit and to do your research. Nothing is worse than you get than having like some person that just graduated college going into an interview and not knowing the company that they're interviewing. And I believe me have interviewed some young people who interviewed with like Searchlight and would be like Oh, I love you guys! Have Deadpool? That's not our. That's not our studio. That's 20th Century Fox. Like that is like so embarrassing. Like, do your research. Um, so my advice to get in would be consistent. Don't worry, you're gonna get no's. You're gonna get so many no's. Like, and it's gonna be okay because eventually you'll get a yes. Um, and that yes that you get is gonna be just right for you. And yes, it may be a difficult job. My first two jobs difficult like at a point i'm like i hate it i need to leave but these are lessons that are all going to prepare you for what is the best thing to come um and for someone who is trying to start a business um the first thing you need to do is just start it like it gets so overwhelming because it's like how do you start a business da, 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 da. i gotta do llCC no 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 just just write a proposal for yourself like what are your ideas? Write it, put it, put pen to paper. I've, I've found that like journaling, writing things down is helpful for like you getting a clear sight on your vision. Um, so just write it down first. Just do step one. And once you do step one, then step two, three, four, and all the rest of the steps are going to come to you with time. Just step one write down your business proposal or whatever the idea is. Um, And so that you can be able to read like, oh, okay, I see this. And then, you know, as you're writing, this happens for me. I wonder if this happens for other people who write. As I write, new things come. Like, so I'm writing like, okay, my initial thing was to come here and write about what I want this event to be about. But then another idea of like, okay, Did you think about um, logistics? Did you think about who the volunteers will be? Like then these new things come into mind as I'm writing the event details. So um, my advice would be to just write down your business proposal and then, you know, you'll have some people around you that could be trusted advisors and mentors that can give you input on what your proposal is and, and you'll go from there.
0: Yeah, I think that's really amazing advice, especially just thinking about my own life. You know, I think oftentimes we just jump to the end result instead of, you know, taking time to like think about the steps in between and how to get there because, you know, those steps can put you in different directions that end up leading you in a whole other path that was actually where you were supposed to be.
1: Exactly, exactly. So just be patient with the process and you're so freaking young. Like I'm not as young as you guys, but I'm still young too, you know, like I have, like we don't retire until we're 60 and, I'm going to just be 30 this year. So, like, I have a long way to go when it comes to this career thing. And that means I have a lot of failing to do and I have a lot of winning to do. So I just have to be patient with the process we all have to be. There's going to be things that's going to upset you in your career. There's going to be things that is going to frustrate you. Um, And then there's also going to be rewarding moments. But just just know that it's not going to be bad always and it's not going to be perfect and hard all dandy always too but that's just a part of life you know
0: exactly and i am very excited to see where all this hard work and dedication leads you because i truly think there's so many great things ahead and more of walking into into rooms and like impacting the people that you meet so i'm very excited
1: oh thank you Sing to you me too i'm excited to see where you go to and I know you're on your last leg, so um, good luck with Syracuse and good luck with this. It it literally, like, you'll be fine. Like, I know it's probably like, oh my God, like, I'm going to graduate soon, but you will be fine.
0: I know. (laughs) It's just like, especially I think I've realized, you know, seeing people in different industries that already have their whole life
1: figured out. Oh God, that was the worst part about being a senior. It was just like all the finance and IT people like, yeah, I already got an offer. I'm like, what? You're getting paid how much? I didn't even get an offer. Like I like it was, you can't really compare yourself to them. Our industry is completely different
0: exactly and i think i have to like keep reminding myself that every day but
1: because then it'll, it'll like it'll drive you crazy thinking like there's something wrong with you but finance and it is you know honestly more demanding um and what we do is important but it's not as demanding as like someone who is tech has like those type of technical skills but that's fine because they still pay in our industry and um there's still jobs available it's just a different process than what their process is
0: exactly exactly and at the end of the day all that matters is that you love what you do and you enjoy it
1: yes 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 you want to love what you do because if you don't you will be here's a sad reminder or good i don't know you guys take it how you feel but you work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. for five days a week. <laughs> so you only get two days off, Saturday and Sunday. Like you are working way... You see your co-workers more than you see your parents, your boyfriend, girlfriend, friends. You are constantly in this space. So you need to love it. You have to love it. So prioritize making sure that you love what you're doing.
0: Yeah, and I think especially... I think a lot of times nowadays people don't necessarily understand that but th- i think that's all that i have for today um but thank you so much for um all these insightful words and stories i know myself and all the listeners are um really inspired and grateful to have had the time to hear everything that you have to say and we're very excited to see what you do with sisters in media, and also um, with Twitter and everything else that you're involved with in the future.
1: Thank you so much, Jordan, and thanks for having me. I remember being a student and always seeing the Daily Orange newspapers all over, like Newhouse, and knowing that it was a big deal. We would make like UU University Union announcements with the Daily Orange, like so. I have so many memories of. You know the work that you guys do and I'm, I'm proud of you and keep it up and thanks for considering thanks for thinking about me like what thank you i'm i'm humbled and i'm excited and i can't wait hopefully um when we make announcements for future events i can share that with you and and you can join and tune in and and i really can't wait to see you bloom after college
0: thanks so much for listening to the first episode of our new season I'm Jay Chung, co-hosting with Jordan Green for Peeling It Back. Thank you to our podcast editor, Marty Munoz, and our digital editor, Anthony Alant. And thank you also to our show's executive producer, Dominic Kiopone. And thank you so much to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time on Peeling It Back.